You're listening to the Jets Country Podcast, powered by Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation Network. Hello again, everybody. I'm Ralph Ventry. Welcome to a special edition of the Jets Country Podcast. It's our special Hard Knocks reaction series. And after every HBO Hard Knocks episode, I, myself, and Amanda Shin will break down and react to what we saw in Hard Knocks. Here it is, episode one. Back on the Jets Country Podcast, breaking it down with Amanda Shin. The first episode of Hard Knocks is in the books. The first of five consecutive Tuesday nights. An inside look at the New York Jets in training camp. Obviously, nearly an hour-long episode. So we saw a lot. We heard a lot, we learned a lot, and we're here to break it all down with Amanda. Amanda, I know you've got some hot takes to share with us right off the bat. How about you give us a hot take to start out with and uh, rate this episode 1 to 10. How are you feeling after this, uh, this debut episode of HBO's Hard Knocks? Well, I have a bunch of hot takes, so we'll get through those and then I will rate because I don't want to, uh, you know, make it come out like I'm jaded. But I will say to open the episode, I thought it was a really weird analogy between the crow and the eagle. Did you find Sella's like meeting yeah, weird? Well, even before that, um, the, the actual open with the nostalgic footage of Broadway Joe... I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, no, that was. Cool. I I enjoyed that open, but yeah, the uh, the story. I think Sala was reaching a little bit there. Um, you know, it it it, it definitely. Uh, I mean, you're taking you're taking like another team's like mascot name and using it as one of your examples. And I, you know, like I I don't know. I thought that was, he could have yeah. just. Came up it, with a better it was analogy. a little bit of a stretch. I would say it's yeah. a little bit of a stretch. I I guess what he was trying to say was that you're gonna have to have you're you're going to have these crows pecking at you, but you have to rise high enough where you suffocate them essentially, yeah. and you're not gonna you know the way you're gonna beat them is to by taking the high road, so to speak, you know, sure. and by by tuning out the distractions, but yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, the, the whole metaphor, whatever that was there, um, it, it was it was a little strange, w yeah. without a doubt, and I think it was kind of a reach, and I don't know, yeah, to, to start off the episode like that, like, I'm all for starting off with a motivational-type speech, Yeah. and I think that's what they were trying to do, but I just don't think uh, Coach Sala hit hit it right with that with that yeah. with that example that he gave but uh but as far as the opening of the actual show with the with, with, with the clips of Broadway Joe and the the, the, the Super Bowl three and um you know obviously then they go into Rogers 
acquiring Rodgers, all of those news clips. Um, I think that was pretty cool and definitely a nice compilation by the by the producers on that. But yeah, the, 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 after that, I, I kind of feel the same way you do. To keep it on solid, like he also mentioned the best quarterback he's ever had on the team. He could have easily said the best quarterback I've ever coached. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, who else did he coach? Yeah, he... Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was, like, a weird, you know, like, it was so, like, minuscule, but, like, I don't know, like, that that stuck out to me. Um, but Yeah, I mean, he outside... is by far, Aaron Rodgers is by far the best quarterback that Robert Sala has come across in, 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 his, in his NFL career. Um, I, I, I think... Maybe he was at Seattle at the beginning of Russell Wilson. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure, but e- even then, there's, you know, Ru- Aaron Rodgers is a slam dunk Hall of Famer. He can't compare to to Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson never won an MVP award, but, but yeah, even if even if Russell Wilson is on that list, like like you said, I don't, it's not even close. So why? No. Yeah. yeah. Why? That was a little strange as well. <laughs> I thought that was weird. I'll, yeah, I'll um, give you that. So then um, I also, you know, how everything circulated on the internet about um, Sauce and Aaron's handshake. I think Carter and Roger's handshake actually didn't get enough airtime. <laughs> it was, it was, that's also part of the one funny, like the few of the funny moments, but um, you could see like his interaction with that whole squad and just the fact that they're coming up with handshakes is what is like keeping him young and like relevant to these young guys and so i i did appreciate um that but i i think that those that moment should have gone just as viral as sauces i would actually like to see a little bit more of michael carter uh the running back as well um i I know they just showed like one quick soundbite of him when they were warming up on the practice field but I think he would be a character uh, worth exploring a little bit, maybe in, in, in a future episode. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then let's see. I I thought that, and I know that um, I loved how, one, I loved how they had Liev Schreiber come in on the, on the um, you know, the helicopter. Super dramatic. Um, so unnecessary. Yeah. He was like, I could have driven. <laughs> but, um, I, I thought that was going to be Woody Johnson actually when they when they were showing the helicopter coming in. I was like, this is probably Woody making his arrival of the camp. But yeah, um, yeah, it, it was the it was the narrator. So I, I actually wasn't expecting that. But like you said, it was kind of dramatic. That was cool. Without a doubt, cool. I definitely have some thoughts about about the narrator and stuff too. We can get yeah, into that. And but he, I loved how he um, he kind of like went right at it and like kind of was like. I liked how he asked the difficult question, like, what was, what's the issue with Hard Knocks? Like, why, you know, why was there so much doubt or pushback? And, you know, he, he was just very honest, and Aaron, Aaron answered it yeah, I get, I, that That was kind of ballsy by him, you know, yeah. he, that, that, to ask that question, without a doubt, point blank to Rodgers, but maybe he felt like he could because... Um, he was already in Rogers' good graces, so to speak. Obviously, Rogers mentioned how he he was a fan of of Schreiber 
um, all the way back at the golf tournament, and then you know, and 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 how he was anticipating being able to meet him. So maybe he felt like, hey, this guy respects me, he likes me, so uh, let me see if I can get away with asking this question. And I mean, Rogers answered it honestly too, you know. So I I give him credit for that. Um, yeah, you know. he did. And it that whole thing was overblown with the with the hard knocks and. It, 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 especially since since the beginning of the whole series back in whatever 2000 the the the, the team has the the final editorial say over over what goes on air so um the jets were never going to be not that NFL films or HBO would even want to do this but the jets were never going to be painted in a negative light because anything that was somewhat questionable they could have uh, removed sure. it from the show. So, I mean, yeah. I hope that that was just, to be honest with you, that was just a dead time of, of, of summer and the football calendar in June, and people just needed something to talk about. So, and then, yeah. of course, Sala made that one comment um, at the press conference saying, you know, we're not one of the teams that would like hard knocks in our building. But, yeah, but getting back to your point, the whole interaction with Rogers and and Schreiber and that question I definitely think that was that was a a a cool moment to see but I actually think like just like you're saying everything that they were saying um was actually projection of like what they did want I think they really did want hard knocks and I think they were like playing poker and it was almost like they were setting it up to like make it look like oh no we don't want it we don't want it to be a distraction but meanwhile they're in the background putting the pieces together as to like how they could do it on their terms and they they know they're the most exciting right now like you saw it they're they're yeah, all so pumped you know l- l- listen you've worked in marketing and promotions and, and publicity before um so have i and and you know that if if you're one of those folks if you're one of those front office people in the jets secretly you're loving this opportunity because it's such a great way to get your brand out in front of just the the average football fan, um, and uh, you know across the league, there's only one team that has this opportunity, this extra exposure, this extra airtime to 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 promote themselves, promote their brand, promote the the people within their building in in so many different lights, and. Um, you know, it, 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 it it's great. It, it it's probably it it equals a certain amount of 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 monetary value too. I mean, there's the 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 publicity, the exposure that they're getting from this. I mean, you know, there, I was just there's just going to say, yeah, no. I mean, it all comes down to revenue, right? So, and just being at training camp the other day, I was talking to one of the fans, and he just invested in season ticket tickets this year and I was asking you know did you have to buy the PSL and they're like no but the he looked in into the tickets last year too and they like jumped they tripled and you know so you look at ticket sales Jets used to have a, a hard time like you know selling all of their suites their tickets everything now they're they have so much demand and on top of that you have jersey sales you have you know merchandise that they it's gonna fly so um, yeah, you have to imagine that this is uh, the best thing for them right now. It's like strike the iron wall. It's hot. 
Yeah, and, and it even gets you in front of um, not only casual football fans, um, but there are people that watch this show that just watch it for the television value, you know, like the the value of the show, you know. Maybe totally. some people that wouldn't watch a football game are watching this as well, and that's just more exposure. Um, My so. friend Steve, he, I was talking to him before it, um, and he's not a Jets fan, but he, he hasn't missed a Hard Knocks ever. It's his favorite show. So I'll be curious to see what he thinks about about the episode once I'm able to connect with him. Um, you know, comparatively, because he's an enthusiast on the show, so he'll be able to, like pull out nuggets comparatively to other teams and uh you know so no definitely and you can report back to us and let us know what he says because we'll be doing this after every hard knocks episode breaking it down for you on a special edition of the jets country podcast um so episode one is in the books and amanda is just going through her hot takes here and what do you have for us next? So, um, I think Zach Wilson actually looks good. I love that, you know, he's like really learning a lot, but it'll be interesting to watch him grow because after I didn't realize that Aaron was the one that called that 59 yard play for the Hall of Fame game against the Rounds. And, um, you know, just watching Zach Wilson on the sideline after that, he was like a giddy little kid. Like, made his first pass completion like you know so it should be interesting to see like kind of how he grows throughout all this no without a doubt that and obviously hard knocks they're uh they're they seem interested in showing us that rogers wilson dynamic and obviously it looks as if you know um, we knew rogers was going to be a big storyline throughout the series but it looks like wilson um, is going to be right in there too. And yeah, you mentioned at, at the Hall of Fame game, after the game, post-game press conference, they, they brought Wilson uh, out to answer some questions. And, and he did mention that, that, uh, that he gave Rodgers credit for calling that play um, on the headset, which was pretty cool. And it was, uh, it was a good throw. And, and, and Makai Becton had the protection on that play. So that was overall a great play for the Jets. Uh, two guys that, um, you know, Becton and, and Wilson, two franchise players, at one time franchise players, now trying to fight their way back. And, you know, Sala mentioned, you know, just Wilson's mindset and how, how, how the situation he is that he's in isn't easy. You know, once being built, uh, being built as the, the franchise quarterback, and now you kind of just have to sit back and and watch and and learn and uh and and let rogers take over so um yeah we'll obviously if if tonight is any indication we'll be seeing more of the whole zach wilson development and the relationship with rogers that's what it seems yes and uh, th this last one's not really um a hot take but it can also segue into like funny moments that we found throughout, but that pylon game, um, I want to bring that to like the general public and make it a drinking game. <laughs> that was like, it looks so fun. My brother has a, has a game that's similar, but you know, pi hitting a pylon from that far away is probably a little bit more difficult. 
Yeah, it, it, it looks pretty difficult. I, I don't think it's as easy as, like, uh, Cornhole or something like that. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't know about the pylon game. I mean, I never, I never worked out with quarterbacks or anything, but I didn't know about the pylon game until tonight. But, yeah, maybe maybe we could, uh, we can, like, patent that or something. Like, make a yeah. uh, like a, an official pylon uh, pylon game set, you know, and sell it. You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> but, but, um, yeah, like all these cornhole um, things are taking off now. You know, they got the customized cornhole bo- boards and stuff. Maybe we can make our own pylon game. But, no, that's yeah. pretty cool. But it, it would I it would take – because what, what are you from the across the other side of the field, right? So you're throwing it – what is that, 53 yards? Right. If, it, it looks it's it's over fifty yards, 40. right? You're, yeah, it it looks pretty far. Yeah, because if you're if the pylons on the far side of the field and you're going across the field width wise, the field I think is fifty three yards wide. So you're throwing it fifty three yards in the air to hit the pylon. It, 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 is that right or no? I don't know. I don't, like, know. I don't know if it, 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 it looked it, like it, they were a little closer than that, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it looks because I'm closer. I don't know who's throwing at fifty. Well, the quarterbacks, the NFL quarterbacks, are throwing at fifty yards, but <laughs> outside yeah. of that, who's throwing at fifty yards? You know? <laughs> yeah, I would have to go bowling on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so. I thought that that was a funny little, um, you know, tidbit because I didn't know about that. And I, I'm curious to know if other quarterbacks, like other teams, if they play that same game. Um, but the what was also funny was the whole no look segment. You, t- you had the most athletic <laughs> athletes on this field looking it them doing the no look pass they made them look like the most unathletic athletes on the field i was dying i don't know i can't talk so i'm not really uh super (laughs) athletic so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna comment on how these guys looking unathletic but um but no i could see it was like a little they definitely looked some awkward there was some awkwardness there when yeah i appreciated that segment a lot so so you thought that was a funny moment, an enjoyable moment. A- anything else? Um, yeah. That... So, um, well, a weird funny moment was when um, Rodney Harrison introduced himself to Sauce and was like, yeah. "I work for NBC. I'll be covering you." Like, how did Sauce? Do you do you think Sauce didn't know who he was? I definitely think Sauce didn't know who he was for a while, but like. Yeah, he kept talking like they were best... Like, Rodney Harrison was talking to him at first. It seemed like they were best friends. But then at the end, I think it was apparent that Sauce didn't know who he was. And why did he take so long to introduce himself to Sauce? Why didn't he say yes. that in the beginning? Like, hey, I'm Rodney. Like, I played back with you. what yeah. with so-and-so. You know, I, I, I'm not sure. Like, uh, <laughs> that was a little strange, too. Yeah, Rodney Harrison having to introduce himself to to sauce i mean and obviously rodney had won super bowls before with with new england personally not my favorite player or my favorite tv personality but um but i mean you know you still i guess sauce is only 20 years old rodney harrison probably stopped playing when sauce was what is sauce 20 say he's 22 or 23 
maybe he yeah, was eight years it, old when Ronnie Harrison retired, you know? I mean... Yeah, but is Sauce not turning a TV on? Like, Yeah, you that's know? true. He has been on Sunday Night Football for a long time, long right? Time. In, in this, So... Yeah. yeah, yeah, that yeah, was so weird. Like, that was that right? was weird. Like, yeah. with Sauce not knowing who he was, and then him not introducing himself until late. But yeah, <laughs> I don't and, know like, if that was like an editing thing, but it seemed pretty organic. So I was like, oh, that was weird. Yeah, to be honest with you too, like I don't really know what that brought to the show either. To be honest with you, like, yeah, uh, I well, don't know. I, it I would kind rather of, it kind of curtailed the whole um, celeb. Well. It was kind of later in the segment, but, like, all the celebrities that were there, former players that were going to support them, like, at that game. They showed, um, yeah, they like, showed Revis. They... At that point, that was at the Hall of Fame game. Like, why didn't they show an interaction with with Joe Klecko <laughs> in a modern-day Jet? Or, I mean, they showed Darrell Revis there giving some hugs. Like, why didn't they give us some, some more of that? Like, why yeah. are they bringing Rodney Harrison some New, New England Patriot in, in, into yeah. the equation, like, and Sauce rival. doesn't even know who he is. That was weird. Like, <laughs> at that time, like you said, you had Joe Klecko was on the sidelines there. We got none of him, which was kind of disappointing. I was looking for that. Yeah, I, was he, like, I mean, you saw he, yeah. you saw him in the one shot just standing there, but at least they gave you a little bit of Revis. But I would have rather had more of Revis than, than, than that awkward moment with Ronnie Harrison. So, yeah. you know what? I, you got to dig him for that one over there. Yeah, totally. That's definitely a, a minus one. Um, and then the last, I would say that was funny because my I had talked about this with a couple of my friends. When when Aaron's, like, first media day pictures are, like, emerged, we were making... He looked like a little kid because his... Um, his sleeves were just like so big and it looked like he was just like in like his dad's like jersey and we were making fun of him like it looked like a halloween costume like so when he said how much you got to pay to put elastic in my sleeves and he said you don't have enough when roger said you don't have enough um i i thought i personally thought that was hilarious um but historically, I do know that he's always worn his jerseys that way, and it just is how it is. It probably gives him a little bit more like free, you know, motion of his arm. But, um, but I I did appreciate that. And then they had him in Sala with um, before the Hall of Fame game in warmups. They were making fun of Zach Wilson, right, with the sleeves. Yeah. The... <laughs> yeah. I think so. that's when that's when he said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. Yeah, so. and then, like, I thought that was cool. I thought that was, uh, that interaction was cool. And although, like, Nate Hackett or Nathaniel Hackett's kind of goofy in a way to me, like, I, I liked the interaction that they showed between him and Aaron Rodgers. And I thought it was kind of funny when we're talking about funny moments where, Rogers was getting on Hackett for not saying hello to Liv Shriver, uh, Shriver, yes. and 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 he's like, "Don't be an a hole," you know, and call him an a hole. I thought that was pretty funny, um, and I I I I kind of like that interaction between Hackett and um, and Rogers, and obviously that that is a huge story for the New York Jets this season. I mean. Hackett being Huge the offensive story. coordinator is one of the reasons why Rodgers 
is here to, to play quarterback for the Jets. So um, that's a dynamic. And, and you know, Rodgers claims to have a great respect for Hackett and be very close to Hackett. And I wouldn't mind seeing some more of that. But I, I thought that was hilarious when uh, when he called him out for, for not going to say hello to, uh, to Schreiber. And um, the whole Schreiber angle I thought was pretty cool. Um, you know, you had those public comments by Rodgers before the show, and I'm just glad that HBO did play up that angle. Um, totally. and it, it is pretty cool. Like, Schreiber does all those history channel documentaries and stuff. Like, he'll be talking about George Washington and the signing of the Declaration, and he's also doing uh, the Hard Knocks. So that's pretty cool, without a doubt. Um, I can't look. believe that that was his first Hard Knocks. That he had uh, never been to... To the shooting of, 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 yeah, to any of the filming before, but I guess not. He just he sits in a studio and goes yeah. goes through it afterwards. But um, yeah, no, that was cool. But and also the the thing is, I I'll give him credit um, for acknowledging the past because every time Rogers said the voice of God, um, I always thought the voice of God was John Facenda. And, of course, John Facenda, I believe he died in the early 1980s, um, probably a little, little bit after I was born. Um, but Facenda was the, the quote-unquote voice of God and was the original. And Schreiber mentioned that, too. He goes, you know, no, John Facenda's the guy. And obviously, Facenda is on the old videos, the, old, the original NFL films from Steve Sable's father producing those things and, you know, the... The autumn wind is like a pirate and all that, you know, like the, it, it's, it's, you know, John Facenda is the, is the OG, so to speak. He is the, the voice of God and Shriver is kind of just a, a descendant of that. So I thought yeah. that was great that he, that he recognized that and paid, paid homage to, uh, to the late John Facenda, because as a kid, I grew up watching those NFL football follies and all that. And, and like, that was synonymous i even think there was a there was an audio cd that they put out of like nfl films and nfl music and facenda doing all these voiceovers which is which is uh which is pretty cool but um wow. so no that that whole angle is awesome uh so I, I i really enjoyed that and then like you mentioned they had the guy coming in a helicopter um so yeah to, yeah. to go from not having been to any you know, practice, training camp practice to now flying in on a helicopter as like the most important guest. Uh, you know, that must have been really cool for him. No, definitely. So, I mean, that that was one of my favorite parts of, of this episode. Um, now that we look ahead, what do you want to see more of? Um, is there is there anyone? I mean, I told you I'll, I'll be for some more Hackett, uh, Rogers banter. Um I would have been for some more interaction with the Hall of Famers at the Hall of Fame game, but obviously that opportunity has, has passed us by. But what do you want to see more of? Who do you want to see more of? Maybe who do you want to see less of? Uh, you know, <laughs> I know you keep it real. Uh, well, I appreciated Aaron Rodgers uh, shouting out Vito Contento, the, <laughs> the, the equipment manager. I hope we do get more time with him because I think he could be like one of the secret, like, emergent like most valuable uh stars of this whole this whole uh, series but um 
I knew they would stay away from running backs, but I want to see more of the offensive line. They didn't, like, really highlight them at all. Um, we saw a little bit of the D-line. They were funny. I want to see more Quinn and Williams. Um, he was, like, laugh out loud funny anytime he was on. It was, like, very brief moments. Um, but, yeah, like, I kind of want to see, like, who are the guys that are protecting Aaron and, um, you know, creating the space. All right, if you're not going to show us the running backs, like, show us the guys that are going to help, you know, the running backs. Um, and um, outside of that, I think um, more solid time. Like, I couldn't get a good read on him. I couldn't tell if, like, I loved him or if I thought he was, like, trying too hard to be, like, cool um, you know, he came out saying, like, if you ain't got no hitters, you ain't popping. Like, I didn't know if, like, that was just, like, regurgitated from, like, one of the players. And he's like, oh, I like that. Um, you know, so I, I kind of, those are the, um, the two, like, major things that I think I want to see. But, um, you know, the funny moments were really funny and they were, like, very genuine. So, um, you know, give me all of the... The raw, you know, like, um, just interactions between the players and um, interactions between Aaron. I I'm fine with seeing how Aaron is going to groom um, Zach. And, you know, I, I, I don't think with this team that you could really go overkill in any area. No, I'm, I'm with you on the veto part. You know, anybody when you veto, you know, uh, why not? You know, give him some <laughs> love. Although he seems a little cash. camera shy there. Um, but, uh, and then the offensive linemen, I would like to see them focus in on, on the specialist, the, the long snapper, uh, the, the, the holder slash punter, which is usually the same person nowadays and, and the kicker Zerline. Um, you know, you never see those guys. I think they have their kind of own culture, their own lifestyle. They're always working together off to the side their own little three-man group. Um, I'd like to get an inside look at at that and what that looks like at the NFL level. Um, and I think that some of those guys are are, are characters. Uh, they you know, are. Thomas Hennessy and 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 Zerline and and Thomas Morstead um, been been around a long time. Probably got some good stories to tell. So I, I wouldn't For mind sure. seeing more of that. I know you, but but you make a good point with they they didn't really show any of the offensive line. They didn't show much of the running backs. You know, they didn't show and the tight ends group. Um, you know, outside of Sauce, um, outside of Sauce, they didn't feature any of the other defensive backs. No DJ Reed, no Michael Carter, uh, the second. So, um, yeah, I mean, we still have four episodes to go, and I guess how much can you pack into um, 56 minutes or whatever? But, hey, that goes back to, like, why are you wasting – 30 seconds on this awkward Rodney Harrison moment, you know, why are you wasting, you know, and, and, and maybe in retrospect, maybe they did up Schreiber a little too much, you know, maybe they give him, gave him a little too much spotlight, a little too much airtime in this episode, considering like, you know, we're really here for the players, so to speak. But then again, like I did enjoy that whole that whole thing and it was well done but um yeah but like you said and i think like what they also wanted to hammer home with this was it's it was the aaron rogers show you know 
it was almost like an Aaron we trust and he came out saying he yeah. loves Lee Schreiber and so they were like, let's run with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, no, they told you right from the start, they showed you it was, with basically the parallel comparing him to, to Joe Namath, who Joe Namath is considered the greatest Jet to ever live and the only one to bring a Super Bowl championship to the Jets organization. And right off the top, they, they gave you that parallel right there and they... They were telling you that this is all about, uh, he is the main story, obviously, uh, for the New York Jets this season. So, um, But I but think I, it was it was needed because I do think the media has portrayed Aaron in like a certain light. And I think it helped um, show people kind of who he is, what he's about, um, you know, how he's um, viewed among, amongst his teammates and his coaches, you know, I think it gave everybody like a little bit of a better idea of like his personality and everything. And, and I do think that people, he went from like being loved to almost hated for a little bit. And then now I think he, like, this is an opportunity where people are going to be like, wow, I really love him. Um, so I think, I think it's good for his brand. Um, you know, and, and so, yeah, it, it's clear that the product on the field, the Aaron Rodgers effect is real, um, you know, but the, the, the personality side is what um, I think is also like super helpful for all, for everyone to see. Uh, definitely that inside look at, at more of who Aaron Rodgers is and, and not just who the media tells you who he is or, you know, um, or, or how they want to paint him in a certain way. Um, and I'll point to a, a, a part in the show with Al Woods, uh, the defensive tackle. And Al Woods is a free agent addition, just joined the Jets this spring. He's been in the league about 10 years, uh, maybe a little longer, uh, was most recently with the Seahawks. But Al Woods said, like, uh, I don't know the, I can't remember the exact quote, but he was essentially saying like, you know, Aaron isn't who they say he is. You know, they want to say he's, he's, he's something that he really isn't. And he's, he's a real cool guy or he's cool as, yeah. I don't know. He, they, he was, there, something he, along those he, lines. Yeah. He grabbed the mic and he was like, whatever the media says, it's a lie. Yeah. Yeah. Then afterwards he grabbed the, the boom <laughs> mic. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, but no, so we're going to get that look at, at Aaron Rodgers, which is, is great for the fans. And I'm sure it's what they want to see. Um, anything else, anything more that you want to see? So, no, I think, I think that's pretty much, um, you know, like the Quinn, I do want to see more of Quinnen. I want to see the offensive line and more solid. Like I, I, I want to get a better feel for Sala. Um, he's obviously delegated very well. Like I love all, of, I love his coordinators, all of his position coaches. They all are locked in, but like, I want to see kind of like, you know, what he's about more. Yeah, well, I think he's a likable guy, and I think, like, normally, he's probably pretty cool, but in a way, some way, he comes off as a little stiff, because yeah. he's so guarded. I think he's guarded, and maybe, like, every coach at that level has a streak of paranoia, um, but I think he, like, if he were to just let his hair down, or just let his guard down, I think he would be a really... Really cool guy to hang out with, but I don't know if they're going to be able to break down that wall, you know? I know. 
And and it's good, like, because he doesn't want it to come off as though they're just, like, all fun and games, which, you know, they, they mean business. Like, he has to he has to be professional. He wants to, you know, keep the – he's the captain of the ship, and he needs to keep it going in the right direction. So I it's okay if he stays stiff. I just want to get a better feel for him. It's totally fine if he is stiff, like, you know, but I just, I want to understand him better. And I felt like I couldn't really do that in that episode. Well, we'll see what we, uh, what they have coming for us in future episodes. Um, before we wrap up this wrap up podcast, um, what's the rating? What, what do you think for episode number one? Did, did it meet your expectations? Did it exceed your expectations? And and give us a number rating, 1 to 10. So I, it exceeded, and I'll go on the barstool scale. So um, I would give it an 8.9 out of 10. Um, I had friends text me during it saying that they're going to low-key turn a Jets fan. You know, like, I think everybody, like, felt it. Um, it was funny. It was dramatic. It was thoughtful. Um, you know, their B-roll was all done very well. I, I would, I, I rank it and, and that's on a tough scale. So 8.9 is high. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to the next four episodes. I'm definitely looking forward to the next four episodes. I'm going to give it like a seven and a half, um, (laughs) I, 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 there definitely were some enjoyable moments. I'll come back and watch the next one. Um, like I said, I think my probably my favorite moment was was probably the opening that they that they that they cut together of uh, with the old footage. Um, I thought that was pretty. Uh, it 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 definitely. If if you're a Jet fan, that had to get you juiced up, you know. Yeah. Um. So. We'll see. Obviously, four episodes to go. A lot still to happen. A lot of characters that, as you mentioned, they haven't even touched on yet. So we'll have more next Tuesday. So we appreciate you joining us. We hope you enjoyed Hard Knocks. We hope you enjoyed our Hard Knocks breakdown here on the Jets Country podcast with Amanda Shin. I'm Ralph Venturi. We'll be back with more Hard Knock Talk, Hard Knocks Talk. It's it's pretty late. Uh, it's almost midnight here in New Jersey. Um, but we'll be back with more Hard Knocks Talk next week, next Tuesday, Episode 2. Thanks for joining us on the Jets Country Podcast.